You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd, and this is Tom Talks. Welcome to Tom Talks, the talk show where we totally talk Tom Cruise. Uh, Today, actually, my guest is running a little bit late, so I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about what it is I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and what's going on. Um, So, as you all know, I've seen every single Tom Cruise movie, and I am prepared to talk about every single Tom Cruise movie. Uh, Today's episode is the uh, fourth episode, so we will be talking about losing it. Uh, once the guest arrives, uh, but in the meantime, I'll tell you a little bit about my spreadsheet, my beautiful, beautiful spreadsheet, uh, which one day I will share with the internet, probably after about episode 10, uh, when, you know, there's been a little bit of, uh, information behind it that you guys can understand. Uh, so I've compiled a large swath of information about each of these movies, Uh, And I haven't really had enough time each episode to talk to you guys about my ranking system and how I'm really gauging the success and how good these movies are in my quest to find the worst Tom Cruise movie. Um, So I've mentioned at the end of each episode uh, the different factors that I measure out of 20. Uh, The factors are enjoyment, engagement, quality, iconography, and the Tom Cruise factor. But... I realize that enjoyment and engagement feel very similar, and the iconography and the Tom Cruise factor also feel very similar, so I wanted to give some distinctions about these uh, different factors that I'm measuring. Uh, So enjoyment is very surely, it is how much I liked that movie, how much it was like, yeah, you know what, I'd watch it again, I'd I'd watch it maybe multiple times, I really enjoyed the characters, that sort of stuff, Um, really just how much I liked it. Uh, very simply, uh, but engagement is more so how it engrossed me, how much I really wanted to stay watching it once I had watched it. Um, so I would like sit there, and if I almost fell asleep, engagement is very low. I fell asleep during a few of these movies, uh, like uh, Days of Thunder, I think I fell asleep. I know I fell asleep during The Last Samurai, so I'm probably going to go back and rewatch that one. Um, but the the engagement factor on some of these is very high. Like, I was very engaged in the the most recent Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Fallout, I know. Um, But that is not the most important factor, nor is uh, enjoyment. I think quality is a a highly important factor. This one I'm also kind of tying into uh, awards and the celebration of the movie uh, and the critical reception and all of that. Um, which is why in this big spreadsheet I look at how many Oscars it was nominated for and won. And while the Academy doesn't uh, isn't the uh, end-all, be-all of is this movie good or not, it is important. I do think the Oscars have some hold on our reception of films. So I look at that, and I actually I factor in each of these movies gets an Oscar score. Uh, Oscar score determined by how many Academy Awards the film received as well as how many it was nominated for. Um, and each award is designated a weight. So uh, Best Picture gives it five points, and Best Actor-Actress gives it four points, and Director. Uh, Best Supporting Role and Screenplay are both three points, and then uh, all other awards are um, 
one point. Uh, and they, they get half of the number of points if it's just nominated, but they get full points if they win it. So, so far, the only movie that was nominated for an Oscar that we've talked about is his first movie, Endless Love. It was nominated for Best Original Song. That gives it a 0.5 Oscar score. Uh, his highest Oscar score, I believe, is Rain Man, but we'll get to that later. I also look at its lifetime gross revenue, its Metacritic score, and how long it is. I like to know how long a Tom Cruise movie is. Uh, our movie today is exactly 100 minutes, and I do love that about losing it. It is so succinct. It is a great, succinct little movie, but it is a fun time. Uh, then we go to iconography, how iconic is Tom Cruise in that movie. So movies like Risky Business and Top Gun, of course, are going to have really high iconography factors, but movies like today, Losing It, nobody knows Losing It. Very few people, it came out the same year as Risky Business, and it has a very similar plot, so it wasn't as iconic because no one remembers it, despite it being, well, I'm not going to say a good movie. I'm going to say despite it being a memorable movie, nobody remembers it. Uh, and then the final Tom Cruise factor, of course, is looking at uh, how Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. Uh, this means did he did he change his face in some way wearing a, a facial prosthetic? Did he ride a motorcycle? Did he run at least three miles? These are all questions I asked when factoring in these scores. Uh, and so far, of course, the scores have been Endless Love with a 23 out of 100, uh, Taps having a 51 out of 100, and The Outsiders having a 60 out of 100. These uh, numbers are a little arbitrary, uh, and they are all very, very subjective. So keep that in mind. This list uh, and all of those factors are all just my personal opinion I am by no means the expert on film, uh, so none of that is necessarily 100% correct, which is why I'm looking at Oscars and Lifetime Gross and where it ranked in its annual gross, that sort of thing, like how much money it made that year compared to other movies that year. Um, and I haven't gotten a chance to talk about all that because, you know, time is always a factor. But since my guest is not here, figured might as well talk about it now. All right. So I'm not getting any word from my guest. So for the time being, I am going to... You know what? Let's just jump right into the synopsis. And when she gets here, we can make it up. Oh, I got word she fell asleep and I think is on her way now. But in the meantime, I'll go through the synopsis and I will get started. Uh, so the movie we're talking about today is Losing It 1983. It is uh, his fourth film. Uh, he was a child, uh, might I say. I'm going to preface everything I'm going to talk about with Tom Cruise was a child in this movie. Let that be known. He played a high schooler. Uh, <laughs> ooh, and that is a big oof, might I say. Um, so what happens in this movie starts on a Friday morning in the early 1960s, uh, and these four high school students have decided that this weekend they are going to go to Tijuana, which, for a high schooler, is a fun time. Uh, so they all decide, and the high schoolers' names are Dave, Spider, and Woody, uh, and then the fourth one doesn't matter because he decides he can't go, he can't spend the money. Uh, so it's Dave... 
Spider and Woody, they're going to say, well, we got to go to Tijuana, but they need a little bit more money. And so uh, I believe it is uh, Dave's little brother, whose name is Wendell, but they call him Wimp, decides he's going to give him the money uh, so long as he also gets to go to Tijuana. He is a 10-year-old. 10-year-olds should not be going with their slightly older brothers to Tijuana, but that's besides the point. Uh, And their goal in Tijuana is to go to a brothel and lose their virginities. Hence the title, Losing It. (laughs) So that happens. And um, when they're in school, when they're planning this trip, uh, one of the friends, uh, I believe, I think it's Spider. Spider gets himself in some trouble with a football player and starts a fight and gets detention. Uh, And so he gets stuck in detention and has to run out of detention in order to go to Tijuana. So there's already some tension, right? at the start of uh, the movie, which is it's pretty thrilling. It's pretty exciting. And then they go down to Tijuana. Along the way, they stop at a gas station to shoplift some snacks and supplies, uh, and that's where they run into uh, this couple who's running the gas station, and they're in a fight, and they use this fight as a distraction to shoplift. Um, but the couple fighting, uh, the wife, her name is Kathy, decides to leave uh, her husband and go to Tijuana with the boys and get a divorce because this takes place in the 60s and divorce was illegal in Southern California in the 60s and so she hitches a ride to Tijuana and realizes that they had just shoplifted from the shop and calls them out on it but also like she doesn't care that much because you know uh, she left him uh, cool I'm getting word that she's gonna take a lift and it'll be in, she'll be here in 10 or 12 minutes and we'll get to have our fun interview and games and stuff. I'm going to keep going with this synopsis, though. Uh, so they're on their way to Tijuana. They stop at a... Uh, it's kind of like a courthouse to get her a divorce. Uh, and then the boys go to this mechanic's shop to get the car reupholstered, um, which is technically illegal. That's what they needed the money for. Uh, and then at the upholstery shop... Uh, the mechanics shop they find the sheriff and the sheriff requests a bribe from these kids and so they have to bribe the sheriff so that well they can get their car reupholstered in uh, Tijuana Um, and then (laughs) the lawman warns uh, Spider because Spider offends the sheriff uh, that the next meeting will not be as cordial (laughs) so remember that that the sheriff is not a nice guy uh, and that evening, uh, Wendell Wimp stays with stays with the car, or at least the boys think he's staying with the car, and the boys go to find a brothel. Uh, the brothel they find, um, it has a fun name. I don't remember the fun name, though. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, oh, it's called Tungalay. Uh, so they go to the Tungalay, and uh, they go and do what they need to do. They find... Uh, <laughs> they find several lovely women to lose their virginities to. Um, but Woody, who is Tom Cruise's character, uh, is unable to perform with the uh, older woman who he's with. Um, and then she offers him some motherly advice, is how IMDb describes it, which <laughs> it's a little unfortunate that this teenaged Tom Cruise is being given motherly advice uh, from a prostitute in Tijuana. 
uh, but then the other boys do what they need to do, and they also run into this Marine who is there for a few moments, and they insult the Marine, and they throw a firecracker at the Marine, not knowing that they're doing this to this Marine. They think that it's their friends. Um, they think that it's wo- Woody, but it is, in fact, an angry Marine. Uh, so they've angered him. So now they've angered a cop, and they've angered a Marine. Those are two of three uh, important people that they have angered. Um, and then they are hanging out at a bar, and uh, Kathy comes into the bar, and Spider insults Kathy, because Spider likes to insult people, it seems. Uh, and then Kathy and Woody uh, both criticize Spider, and Spider makes fun of Woody for not being able to sleep with the prostitute. And uh, he runs away crying, and Kathy follows, and they get to talking, and uh, they figure out that they are compatible for each other. Now, this is a little strange because she is, I believe, 30 at the time. She's a married woman, and he's a child. Uh, So they get to talking, and they have a lot in common, and they find a motel, and that's how Woody loses his virginity to uh, that woman, uh, even though she is, well, a married, much older woman. Um, Yeah. Uncomfy is what I'm going to say. Quite uncomfy. Um, And then Spider broods over uh, disappointing his friends and being mean. So he's just brooding around the city. He goes, finds another bar, and he uh, gets into a fight uh, somewhere else in town with a... uh, I think it is the same Marine and two of the Marine's friends, and they start an all-out bar brawl and they fill a jail cell. So now we're going to follow Spider for a minute. Spider in the holding cell uh, is confronted by a large prisoner, and the Marines have not been sent to prison yet because they are Marines. Um, so he's confronted by this large prisoner who uh, basically, like, he tries to sit down, uh, Spider does, and uh, then the larger prisoner comes up and says, did I say that you could sit there? And the guy's like, no, you didn't, but I'm going to sit here. Uh, And the uh, larger prisoner then pummels Spider to a pulp and then says, yeah, you can sit there now. Uh, And then the Marines come in and start to pick on Spider and try to beat up Spider. And then the larger prisoner comes over and says, hey, did I say you could beat up Spider? And they said, why do we care? Uh, To which the larger prisoner uh, and all of the rest of the prisoners in the prison beat up the Marines, which is a lovely little brawl. Um, Spider kind of like hides away into the corner um, just to, you know, get away from all of that fighting for once. But, you know, he he does what he can. He's He's had a tough night. He keeps getting beat up. It's not great. Um, but, uh, as he was on his way to the prison, actually, uh, uh, Kathy and Dave, uh, saw him drive by in the car. And so after their, uh, lovemaking in the motel, they follow the cop and then go to bail him out of prison. And the cop is the same sheriff, uh, from earlier who's a little corrupt and is like, ah, I don't like these kids. And so they offer a $3,000 bail. Meanwhile, 
there's so many there's so many subplots and like other little plots that keep going on uh, throughout this whole film, which is a little it, it's tricky to follow in the way that I'm explaining it because there's so many little subplots. Um, but meanwhile, uh, I believe it's Dave and his little brother Wendell. Um, so Dave and Wendell are now looking to buy fireworks and Wendell buys his fireworks because um, Wendell, the 10-year-old, doesn't care about uh, losing his virginity quite yet. He wants to uh, buy fireworks so he can resell them so he can make more money. Uh, a reasonable thing for a 10-year-old to want uh, more money. Um, and so he goes and he sells all of these, or he buys these fireworks and his brother then wants to buy a Spanish fly, which is a 1960s term for a roofie, uh, because he's a creep, Dave is. <laughs> um, so they go uh, take a taxi to a pharmacist, um, and the pharmacist doesn't speak English, and uh, Dave plays a really offensive game of charades to which the pharmacist points a gun at him. <laughs> And he runs out of the store uh, <laughs> without any Spanish flies. Which, mind you, Spanish flies don't exist. They're not, like, like roofies exist, sure, but Spanish flies don't. So let that be known. Um, and then he pay, uh, Dave pays a taxi driver $12 to get six Spanish flies, I believe. Um, and the taxi driver gives him aspirin. And Wendell uh, points out that it is aspirin, um, but Dave does not listen. And so Dave goes and he puts it in the drink of an attractive young street vendor. Um, and while he's waiting for the drug to take effect, a dude drives up in a really nice Model A, a really old Ford, and they start talking about the car. Uh, and then he reveals that he has drugged this woman's drink to the man who is driving the Model A. Uh, and it turns out that he is her sister. Super uncomfy. Always uncomfy in this movie. It's quite just a generally an uncomfy movie. Um, so they, uh, of course, get into a fight, and the man in the Model A takes Dave and Wendell um, back to this junkyard uh, to like beat him up, teach him a lesson, um, and. At one point, the the man in the Model A and his friends discuss amongst themselves that they are not going to hurt Wendell or uh, Dave, but they're just going to scare Wendell and Dave. But Wendell and Dave don't know that, um, so they are doing everything they can to escape. Um, but how they torture Dave, because Wendell, they're just holding, like, holding him by the arms and making sure he's not running away, but how they're torturing Dave is they have hoisted him by his underpants uh, using a crane, uh, which that is a super wedgie, might I say, but they hoist him by his underpants, and then they threaten to take a blowtorch to his genitals. And while this sounds very crude and kind of joking, I'm just going to say that this was the most beautifully shot sequence in the whole movie. Like, this whole movie is like, it's whatever it's 1983 the the shots are all like you know very 80s shots but like this sequence where he is hanging from a crane by his underpants 
and there's a man underneath him with a blowtorch, and the only light is like one work light in the distance and the blowtorch, and it's this wide shot. So you can only, I'm I'm describing it as best I can. Imagine, if you will, like this very wide shot, and in the center is a boy dangling from a crane, and then right underneath him is this fire, and the fire is lighting up the boy's face and the guy holding the the face, or like the guy holding the um, the welding torch, his face as well, and so their faces are lit, and everyone's a little angry, everyone's a little upset, and it's just this gorgeous wide angle, and it's one of, honestly, my favorite, like, cinematic shots of any Tom Cruise movie, and that, like, that includes some of the phenomenal, like, artistic shots in, I mean, any of his movies, <laughs> He's got some beautiful movies. Like Eyes Wide Shut is gorgeous, but this one shot in Losing It where the light is just perfect and it really shouldn't be, oh, undeniably one of my favorite moments. Um, but so Wendell then breaks free, steals the Model A, um, I believe hits one of the kidnappers, not kidnappers, the guys trying to teach him a lesson uh, with the car and they escape and drive away. Um, and back to the other storyline, uh, the $3,000 bail is then paid, uh, quote unquote paid by the car, uh, that they brought and got reupholstered cause it's a nice car. It's like a 1957, uh, Chevy, I want to say. Yeah. It's just a 1957 Chevrolet. Um, so they offer up the car as the $3,000 bail to release Spider, um, and, as they escape, they go back to the upholstery shop, um, and, uh, they distract, uh, the cop, um, by, like, they knock him over, distract him, and then, like, handcuff him, and then Wendell takes his fireworks that he bought, and he puts a lot of them into the sheriff's car, lights one of them, which lights all of them, because, you know, 1980s movie logic, all of these fireworks have to explode. Uh, and he blows up the cop car so the cop can't chase after them, and they're driving. Um, and then the uh, people who kidnapped them catch up. They get into the Model A. They start chasing them. And then they, like, break the door off of one of the Marines' trucks, and then the Marines start chasing them, uh, you know, all three of the central villains of the story. And they're driving, and they're almost to the border, because if they just make it across the border uh, from Tijuana, then, of course, everything is going to be all right. Uh, and so they make it to the border, and there's a long line of cars, a really, really long line of cars, uh, and there's no way that they won't get caught, because the kids in the Model A and the Marines are all going to get out of their cars. Um, and so what happens is... Uh, one of the members of their crew, I think it's uh, Spider. Spider goes, uh, gets out of the car, talks to a local border guard, and says that their Chevy is carrying illegal contraband. Uh, and then the car is towed to the front of the line, and they take apart the entire car, <laughs> um, revealing no contraband. And the only thing that they find is a sock that <laughs> Dave has stuffed into his underpants. Um, which is a recurring gag that he just puts a sock in his underwear. Um, yeah. And so they make it to the front of the line, and you're like, oh, they're free. But then the the, the woman, uh, Kathy is her name, uh, who 
Tom Cruise's character lost his virginity to, she has since, uh, in this whole process, has decided that she does not need to leave her husband. She's going to return to her husband. And her husband is waiting at the border because for whatever reason he knew she was going to Tijuana. Um, so her husband's waiting at the border. Uh, and then she bids a very fond farewell to uh, Woody, Tom Cruise's character. Um, big old kiss on the lips for this, I think, 16-year-old. I may be wrong. He might be 18. We hope he's 18, so at least it's legal. Uh, but she kisses him on the lips and then runs off with her uh, <laughs> with her beau, her uh, original husband, Um and so she goes, we think lives happily ever after. Her husband is a little confused as to why she's kissing this uh, child, this high school student. Um, but, you know, he'll be fine. Uh, he does what he needs to do. Um, but as they're driving and as the sun rises, they stop at a diner on a coastal highway. Uh, and they run into, you guessed it, that group of Marines. <laughs> and a large brawl ensues. And I can't remember what Wendell says, but Wendell looks straight into the camera and says something stupid, like, like, oh, don't go to Tijuana, or something like that, um, or, or never mess with a Marine, something along those lines. It's something really idiotic, and you're like, Wendell, why are you, why are you like this, Wendell? Um, and in that moment, you get why his brother calls him Wimp. Um, because, you know, sometimes he's just a little awful. So, yeah, there's a lot that happens in this movie. Uh, the three different villains and the three or four converging storylines. Um, it seems hard to follow. It's edited a lot better than I explained it. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but also, it's super problematic. <laughs> like, just the entire... And, and, and it's not just like he's sleeping with an older woman problematic. It's problematic in its racism. It's, I don't even, there's so much to this movie that is so problematic. It is hard to unpack it all. Um, so knowing that I'm going to say, I don't recommend this movie unless you want to do like a, uh, mystery science theater type, making fun of it while you watch it viewing. Um, because, that's fun to do with this one. There's so many. There's so much that happens. I feel like I'm forgetting like another plot line, but I can't remember. Yeah, like there's there's a moment where like there's a dude selling counterfeit watches, and Wendell pulls out a little like jeweler's magnifying glass, and it's like, why does Wendell, why does Wendell know how to be a jeweler? He's he's ten, and Wendell's probably the best character. Um, because he is such a fun little kid. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's the whole movie <laughs> right there. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play uh, a, a brief song, uh, and it won't make too much sense now, but then uh, after the song, actually I'm going to go into a commercial first, and then a song, and then... Hopefully, by that point, Jillian will be here and we will have our guest for today's show. So stay tuned uh, after a word from our sponsors. Mm -hmm. 
And we are back. I'm Connor Mudd. This is Radio DePaul, and this is also Tom Talks. And I am here with a very special guest. Uh, she is a professional dog sitter. She rides a motorcycle and is almost level 30 in Pokemon Go. Please welcome Jillian Murphy. Jillian, hello. Hi. How are you doing today, Jillian? Good, how are you? I'm, you know, it is a good day, you know? I, I love the weather that we're having. It's a little hot in the studio, but it is fun weather uh, overall. Um, so we're going to take, uh, I'm going to ask you the three questions that we ask all of our guests here on Tom Talks. Uh, the first is, what is the most Tom Cruise thing that you have ever done? Whew. Um, well, I don't know much about Tom Cruise, so... Isn't he the one with the tooth in the middle? Yes, he, he is. is. And he, he's uh, the Scientology dude, right? Yes. Okay, that's my knowledge. So, hmm. Um. I mean, you ride a motorcycle. That's pretty Tom cruise -y. I guess you're right. You're right. That would probably be it. I was trying to think if I had any, like, cult affiliations, but I don't. No, Lucky no cult me, affiliations. So. Well, that's, that's, good. <laughs> that's good that you've kept out of the cults. That's right. really, that is ideal. Um, then the next thing. This is a fun one. This is, I'm going to give you one full minute, and you don't know too much about Tom Cruise, but I'm just going to let you say whatever you need to say to Tom Cruise. Oh, wow. I know. You know, of Mission Impossible fame and the like. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you one full minute, and you're going to talk to Tom. All oh. right. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, well, Tom, don't know much about you think that puts me in the minority of people, but I um, think it's really cool that you're following your beliefs and doing your thing um, and living your life, jealous of the whole action movie thing. Wish I could do that. That'd be cool. Um, I'd have to ask about the middle tooth thing. I'm really, really interested, you know? How did that happen? Were you born like that, do you think? I don't know. That's interesting. But, uh, hmm, I don't know. You seem like a cool guy. You got nice hair, I guess. Uh, what's it like with the last name as a verb? What's that like? I couldn't imagine. You know, cruise? Like, do you get jokes about it? I feel like he has to, right? Like, he has to get Tom, are you cruising jokes, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I could see that. I would, I feel like I would make a joke like that. If right. I ever, if I ever do meet him. Because the hopes is that one day is that he'll listen to all of these and he'll hear fun little one-minute messages just for him. We hope Just for you, Tom Cruise. Just for you, Tom. <laughs> if you're out there. We, if you're listening, Tom, <laughs> we love you. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we like to do every episode. Love that. Um, yeah. So have you seen, uh, how many Tom Cruise movies have you seen? I'd have any? to say probably zero. I'm bad about actors and I'm bad about movies. Okay. I'm not. Have you seen any Mission Impossibles? Nope. No. I've seen Restaurant Impossible. That's close, but not <laughs> quite. <laughs> I do like Robert Irvine. <laughs> Me too. Have you seen like Risky Business or Top Gun? I think I've maybe seen Top Gun. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I was going to ask what your favorite Tom Cruise movie is, but... Could, <laughs> Restaurant, uh, Restaurant Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Best answer you could give. Thank you, Tom Robert Cruise. Robert Irvine's <laughs> Restaurant Impossible, which... 
is a really good show. Not gonna lie, I do love that show they quite did one, a bit. Like near my hometown. Really? Yeah. Did it like was it successful? Like afterwards? Yeah, I think so. My mom went. I never got to go, but I wanted to. Oh, that's fun. What what was the restaurant called? I don't remember the name because they changed it during the show. Oh, okay. But it was in Caseyville, Illinois. So. Oh. You know. Fun little small town. Yeah. Go yeah. check it out. <laughs> is, it, is that west of here? South of here? North? Of south. It's south by St. Louis. Oh, like okay. on the Illinois side. I thought St. Louis was yeah, but it's like Missouri right. and Kansas. No, it's Missouri and Illinois. What am I thinking of? Kansas I'm City. thinking of Kansas. You're yep. right. <laughs> you are so right. I am thinking of Kansas City. Um, Well, do you want to play a game? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Get ready for... Guess Matt A. Super excited! We're debuting sound effects now on Tom Talks, Fantastic. which is something that we've never done before. Um, so we're playing Guess That Age Difference. I am going to give you the names of uh, movies with two celebrities in that movie, and you are going to try and you guessed it. Guess the age difference. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. The first movie is Gangster Squad with Sean Penn and Emma Stone. What do you think their age difference was? Hmm. I'd like to preface this with I know like almost nothing about any actor or actress ever. So, <laughs> uh, 20. 20? I'm, 20 years. I'm going to guess high. It was 28. Oh, wow. I, I guess know. low. Sean Penn Yikes. and Emma Stone, they're not right for each other. Um, Let's go with a movie. I have mentioned this movie on the show before because of my... uh extreme hate for this movie mm -hmm. because of this age difference. Um, but the difference between uh, Elizabeth Ann Perkins, oh, I don't really know who she is, and then the boy inside of Tom Hanks's body in the movie Big. Mm. Are you familiar with Big? I'm not. A boy wishes upon a Zoltar machine that he could be grown up, and then as a grown up, played by Tom Hanks, he uh, sleeps with a woman and that's definitely not allowed. Um, so Yikes. what do you think the age difference is between the boy inside of Tom Hanks's body and the woman he slept with? 30? It's not that bad. It's only 14. Oh. Oh. It's still bad. Wow. Because he is a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. But it's not as bad as you that's would good. think. See, all I was imagining was Shazam when you were describing that. <laughs> It's like Shazam, but somehow worse. Yikes. It was nominated for an Oscar. Ooh. Tom Hanks was nominated for an Oscar for his portrayal of a little boy. Congrats, Tom. He's not the Tom I like to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, go with, uh, we'll go with a Tom Cruise one uh, in Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. How much older than Emily Blunt do you think Tom Cruise is? Hmm. 15 years? 15, that's a pretty good guess. 20, 20 years. Oh, I was going to guess yeah. 20. Fuck, what I mean, I gonna, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's, it is about, yep, it's tw uh, 20 years. It's still, it's not that, it's not as bad as some of like the 38s that you see, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, Um. But you know, you know what, you know what time it is. It's time for the Jennifer Lawrence Over Under Lightning Round. So for the Jennifer uh, Lawrence over under lightning round, I'm going to give you a number and the movie and the actor she's with, 
and you're just going to tell me over, under, or exactly the same. Um, so, American Hustle, Christian Bale. Is it over, under, or exactly 15 years? Under. It's 16 years, so it is <sighs> over. All right. Next one, X-Men First Class with Michael Fassbender. Uh, is it over, under, or exactly 15 years? Mm, exactly. It's 14. Oh, that, I mean, these are tough. These are They're real close. tough. They're right, all the close. Lightning round, though. All right. So the movie Mother, I think it was a Netflix original, uh, with Javier, Javier Bardem, uh, over, under, or exactly 15 years? Under. 21 years. Javier Bardem is an old man. Oh, I don't know. He's gray and wrinkly. Um <laughs> All right, we'll go uh, to the 10-year round uh, in the movie Joy, Edgar Ramirez. I don't know who Edgar Ramirez is, uh, but over, under, exactly 10 years. Exactly. It's 13, but close. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll do um, the, the older, younger, or exactly the same age one. This, this is a little trickier, um, but also still fun uh, Max Thoreau from the house at the end of the street is he older younger or exactly the same age as Jennifer Lawrence mm, younger that is correct exactly one year younger uh, oh. in the movie like crazy uh, with Anton Yelchin is, was he older younger or exactly the same age at the time of filming older he, Anton sounds old he's <laughs> also one year younger um, I, I miss him he he died too young. Rest oh. in peace, Anton. Um, and then Hunger Games. This is one. Have, have you seen have Hunger seen Games? I have seen Hunger Games. We've got one. Um, we've got two for Hunger Games. Josh Hutcherson. Um, is she older, younger, or the same age as Josh Hutcherson? Older? Yeah. She is two years older than Josh. He is like a baby. <laughs> yeah. I would have guessed she was more than two years older. Right. He's like. He's, he's baby. He's so small. He's baby. He's so sm have you seen um have you seen this Hulu show? I don't even remember the name of it. It's fine. I feel like I might have or at least seen something about he's it. He's like a time traveler. Yes, my boyfriend really likes it. Yeah. It's it's like fine, but it's not like wow, this show is so good. It's like, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. But then it just keeps going. Right, the second season didn't need to happen. Yeah. yeah. But it happened. And then we have one final one. Um, so also Hunger Games. Liam Hemsworth. Is he older, younger, or the same age as Jennifer Lawrence? Mm. Same age. It, you're right. They are the same age. Congratulations. You wow. have You've just played and I guess won. There's no prizes here. There's no <laughs> points. You played and you won. Uh, <laughs> guess that age difference. I should play the sound effect again, shouldn't I? You... <laughs> We don't need it. We don't need it. It's too much. They know. It's a lot. They they know. They get it. Um, I will take a moment to say that the songs that I played in that break, um, most of them were from the movie uh, Losing It, um, which I talked about is the movie about four boys trying to lose their virginity in Tijuana. Um, and just to summarize, Tom Cruise ends up not sleeping with the prostitute like the other two boys. Um, he ends up sleeping up are sleeping with a divorcee who joins them on their trip to Mexico. Okay. That's the short summary of everything. I guess it's good for him. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he did live his best life in this movie. Yeah. But it was a little cringy. And that's uh, the age difference in that movie is 13 years. The difference between uh, Tom Cruise and the actress who played the older woman who he slept with is 13 years. So not as bad as some of the movies we just talked about. Yeah. There's some 
tragic ones. Ooh, big age differences that yeah. need to stop. Let's just call to action right now. Cast people who are the right age. Right. Right. Okay. Ooh. Um. Well, since we've already done the synopsis, we're going to go into some fast facts about the movie uh, Losing It. Um, yeah, just some simple uh, stuff The about the writer, the director, the actors who are in it, who acted in this wonderful film. I say wonderful lightly. I say it very lightly. <laughs> Um, the director was Curtis Hansen, who um, he directed a Bob Dylan music video and L.A. Confidential, and he produced Eight Mile. That's his resume. That's all of it. That's oh. I mean, there was more he did, but like <laughs> nothing of note. Oof. I know it was rough. Uh, the writers were Bill Norton and Brian Gindoff. Um, Bill Norton uh, did some stuff with Buffy and Angel on TV, which we love. Buffy. I, do you know Buffy? I do. Buffy is a wonderful vampire slayer. Yeah. She does what she needs to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, I, I haven't watched Buffy, though. Not going to lie. I have a lot of friends that have, mm-hmm. and they all enjoy it. So I'm going off of secondhand knowledge, I guess. Are you a, a vampire person, though? Do you like vampires yeah. on the whole? Yeah. Yeah. I Like, my favorite uh, book series when I was a kid was about vampires. Oh. That's yeah. Well, have you seen Interview with a Vampire, uh, the Vampire Chronicles? I don't think I have. That's Tom Cruise's only movie with a vampire. Oh. You should watch that. That one's, that one's very fun. It's very queer-coded, okay. and, like, you wouldn't know it, <laughs> but then, like, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, like, raise a child together in, in their guys. eternal you vampire lives. Like... And the child is Kirsten Dunst. Just fun fact. Wow. Yeah. And then Antonio Banderas is there, and is like, ooh. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good for good, you, Tom. Good, <laughs> he raises a, a wonderful daughter. Um, anyways, Brian Gindoff has done, I'm trying to think. I don't think he did anything. I'm looking at my list and there's like nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that good that he did. Um, but then into the actors, uh, Dave, who is a, a sleazeball who tries to buy roofies in Mexico, just for background for you, um, was played by Jackie Earl Haley who plays Rorschach in The Watchmen, as well as Freddy Krueger in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Naturally. Yeah, you know, he's a sleazeball. Yeah. So he's he has to. Good yeah. for him, I guess. He uh, was also in Shutter Island, Planet of the Apes, MacGyver, and RoboCop. I love so he's, Apes. he's got a good <laughs> resume, but, like, he played side characters in yeah. all of those four movies. But he's he is Freddy Krueger, and he's in this movie. He's one of his earliest films. Um, disappointing. <laughs> uh, then the character by the name of Spider. I know the, the, one of their names was Spider. Man, you really his, just came out with that, huh? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise's character's name is Woody. <laughs> it's Woody, Spider, and Dave. God, I wish I had a group like that. <laughs> right? Like, get you a friend named Spider. Um, so Spider is played by John Stockwell, who... Um, he w- he played Cougar in Top Gun. He was just in Top Gun. He was also the director of Kickboxer Vengeance, Cat Run 2, and uh, Kid Cannabis, as well as the SEAL Team 6 TV movie. I don't remember the name of it, but there was a TV movie about SEAL Team 6. Oh, yeah, Seal I do Team remember 6. that. It, Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, the Spider directed it. <laughs> Congratulations, Spider. Oh, he's a lot. <laughs> oh my god, he's a lot. He keeps getting to fights in Marines. That's a, with Marines. He's a that's his whole character trope is that he fights Marines in the oh, movie. Yeah, cool. It's you know, <laughs> he does what he needs to do. 
Um, and then Wendell, who is Dave's little brother, also known as Wimp. That's just his nickname. Uh, he's played by John P. Navin Jr., who was also in Vacation and in Taps, which was the second movie that I talked about on this show. Um, but he is most notably the first person to ever walk through the front door of Cheers um, in the first episode of Cheers, which is why in the break I played a bad cover of Everybody Knows Your Name because I thought it was the right one, the original, but it was a cover, and I'm mad that I missed that. But <laughs> I played this song, um, and he was the first ever person to walk through the door on uh, Cheers. Um, and then Kathy, who is the love interest of Tom Cruise, is played by uh, Shelley Long, who is Diane from Cheers. So it's really a Cheers episode is what yeah. this is. Yeah, they're just getting back right? together. Right? We love... Hanging out. Y- you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know Cheers? I, I got that. Okay. <laughs> I was like... I'm like sitting there. I like, know enough. <laughs> oh, have you have you seen any of Cheers? Mm-hmm. It's... Honestly, that one's a rough watch. I'm not going to lie. not going to lie. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I got... I got to the point where Shelley Long left and the new girl came in. They tried to replace Shelley Long. You can't replace Diane. No one can replace Diane. Yeah. Someone probably could have replaced Diane. Somebody did. Yeah, I mean, they did Uh, do it. Yeah, but I I still appreciate Shelley Long. She was in a few episodes of, like, Frasier and Friends, I think. She was, you know, because Cheers made her big, and then she kind of disappeared. That's why all I have written was Diane from Cheers. Good for her. Like that's her resume. She's she does voice work too. I think she was in a Pixar project a while back. Um. I also noticed when I was doing research on this film, I found the name of the welfare worker and the uh, the student, the the teacher who was on set, um, and it was Rhonda Gordon, and she has also been the uh, the teacher, the studio teacher for movies like Up and 13 Reasons Why, and Iron Man 3, and Adam Sandler's Bedtime Stories. That is an interesting resume. That is an interesting right? grouping. Right, and she's like a teacher on these sets. Okay. Um, Go off. Did, did you know that Bedtime Stories was nominated for Best Movie at the Kids' Choice Awards? Yes. Fun fact, my boyfriend is like obsessed with Adam Sandler. Like really? that's his favorite actor. So yeah, I know a lot about like Adam Sandler movies, <laughs> and I've seen most of them. I think at yeah. this point. What do you think of Bedtime Stories? I I enjoyed it, um, like the first time. How many times have you seen it? A lot, and a lot before <laughs> I think I started dating him. Like just because it was on, like Disney, I think a lot, or like on TV. Yeah. But it's a cute one. I mean, it's it's the one with the little guinea pig, right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, I think there's a guinea in the gumballs and yeah. everything. It's cute. Yeah. It's got good energy, it you know? Is, it, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you've seen it more than once befuddles me, but... Yeah, you know? I love that. <laughs> yeah, you know? You gotta... What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Um... And this is a test for your boyfriend later. You gotta say the right one. Right, right, I know. Um, I have to say, I think Fifty First States. Okay. Just because... That one got recommended to my mom to watch after she got from from the hospital after having a brain injury. <laughs> and she watched it and was really mad at the person who recommended it. That's so funny. And I think about it every time I watch it. <laughs> That's too good. 
Oh, maybe maybe add because I've, I've been talking when uh, Tom Cruise is done. Who do I do next? Adam Sandler could be on the list. He's got a lot of movies, right? He's got a lot, a lot to talk about. I mean, because Tom Cruise is what forty three movies right now, and he's working on three more currently. So many movies. Yeah. There's a lot to get through. Um, this last little bit. Um, so this movie, the uh, losing it uh, about kids and their virginity, was released in Brazil. As Porky's Three was the title of it, but only in Brazil. Who's Porky? We'll get into that. Oh, <laughs> um, but this was to cash into the uh, in on the success of Porky's One and Porky's Two, which were very popular in Brazil. Um, but let it be known that there were f- already like it, over time there were four Porky's movies made, so th- they didn't need to m- turn this into a Porky's sequel. Um, so Porky's One is the exact same plot of Losing It, but it takes place in Florida instead of um, California and Tijuana. Um, and they don't go across the border. They just stay in Miami, I think, or some subset of Miami. I, I know. It's weird. Yeah. So that's Porky's One. But Porky's Two, here is the verbatim explanation of Porky's Two from IMDb, Okay. The naughty high schoolers of Angel Beach High now seek revenge on a group of KKK religious fanatics and corrupt politicians who want to shut down their Shakespeare production after they cast a seminal student in the lead. Porky's 2 popped off. Porky's 2 popped. Like, they're like all social justice warriors in Porky's 2. Like, they're fighting the KKK and protecting indigenous students. Like, we love that. What? (laughs) Also. Right? Who was like, you know, I liked Porky's one where they, they these teenagers try to lose their virginity in Miami. Let's what if <laughs> what if they fought the KKK? Exactly, you <laughs> like, know, like just a natural stepping stone. Right? <laughs> and then the third one. Porky's Revenge. Oh, no. Porky's the name of the bad guy. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, who's Porky? So Porky wants them, and here's the premise of the third one is that Porky wants them to throw their state basketball championship, like an Air Bud movie. Like, he's like, you yeah. got to lose this game so I can win this bet or something. I know. Hey, Porky, I have questions. <laughs> right? <laughs> Porky, how are you, st- what, was Porky in the KKK? Like, Right. Did he pick the name Porky right? and thought is it was it- evil? Is it like, did his parents give it to him, or is it like self-chosen? Like, right? Or is it what the kids call him? Because maybe, maybe he like looks like Porky the Pig or something, and it's maybe like, right. We hope not. We hope <laughs> the kids aren't also mean. But I don't know. I haven't seen these movies, by the way. I'm just commenting because I was like, oh, Porky's three. That's weird. Um, but then in 2009, they did a reboot. Um, Porky's Pimp and Peewee is the name of it of and course. it takes place when they're in college and it's not any uh, we're similar to the other films but yeah that's the Porky's franchise <laughs> interesting so the movie the Tom Cruise movie losing it is part of the Porky's franchise nobody needed that nope except for Brazil apparently and maybe Porky maybe and maybe Porky <laughs> it's for him <laughs> yeah. it's all for him we you know what Porky <laughs> You do you do what you need to do. If you're out there. Right. If you if you're listening. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um and actually though, we we are out of time for the day. Okay. It's it's four oh six. We're out of time. Um so uh as always, uh stay gold, Porky Boy. <laughs>